I mean, I guess in what context was it said? I think it was meant to be a compliment because it's been the first time that we've all seen each other in a really long time. Yeah. It's been like six months. Okay. I mean, I don't think it was meant to be insulting, <laughs> but it was it was flattering, but also like, wait, what? Wait, what did you think before? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's how I always feel about that, too. No, like, I... Oh. It's like, oh, so what? I know, but then like you're supposed to take the compliment. But yeah, then, you're supposed like, to you take know. it, but at the same time, it's like, well, wait a minute. What do you mean? What do you mean by that? <laughs> exactly. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I'm Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It's so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, and then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. A lot to talk about today, but first off, I want to thank everybody who goes to FunEmploymentRadio.com and clicks on the Audible link right there on the page. You can sign up, get a free trial, get a couple of audiobooks, and let me tell you this, Babaverse Book 4, <gasps> Heaven's River. Oh, boy. Comes out on September 24th. That is oh, the that's fourth very book exciting. In the Babaverse universe, where I have listened to, just saying that name is weird still because I, I refused to listen to those books because I thought that name was so dumb until I started listening to it. But now you them. love it. And then I'm like, oh, no, that's really good. It's really smart. So, uh, so yeah, book four comes out on September 24th. I already reserved my copy. That's so awesome. That day, I'm going to get it, and then I'll be able to listen. I, I need a recommendation for something to read, because I love like my old lady murder mysteries, but I've kind of run out of ones to read. Yeah. Um, because I'm, I've been doing the, um, I can't remember, the Stephanie Plum ones, but those are only like two, three hours long. Okay. I want like something longer. Plus, I was just listening to a Joe Hill book, and fuck Joe Hill. I cannot, I do not have the mental wherewithal to listen to Joe Hill, Joe Hill and his dark King's black soul. Yes. Son, yeah, yeah. No, I just finished one of his stories and I'm like, cool. I can't stop thinking about this now and you're horrible. So <laughs> I think Joe, I will forever be a Stephen King fan. I respect Joe Hill, but I do not think that I am his target market. Come to Christmas land with us, Bing. He's just a little too fucked up for me. He's pretty messed up. <laughs> Yeah, he's like a Stephen King, but like with no good endings ever. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you're Stephen King. That at least, I mean, Stephen King doesn't always have like some you know picture perfect ending, but like you never know if what's going to happen if it's going to be good or bad or somewhere in between. Like with Joe Hill, just like oh, and everything's going to go to shit perfect. Yeah, so the I children just, love Christmas Land, Bing. So I am stopping reading um, whatever Strange Weather. I, I, I yeah. Putting that down, okay. putting it back on the shelf. So, if anyone has any recommendations right. for me, uh, a la Sue Grafton, Mary Higgins Clark, please there let we me go. know. Send I need to rebuild my soul. Funemploymentradio at gmail.com. All right, we've got uh, we got a lot to talk about now. Uh, Rick Emerson's going to be joining us here uh, shortly in just a few minutes. And um, before we do that, though, I want to address what Sarah told me here before <laughs> we went on the air. Now, now, explain just a little bit about the backstory of this year. Okay, well, as we were, as we remember, is this something that you're going to re-explain to Rick? Or, well, probably. Okay, well, then maybe we'll circle back around to it here. Okay, maybe we should because I want to hear, I want to hear what he would have to say. Okay, yeah, because I don't know the entire backstory. Either. <laughs> All right, well, we'll come back to that here in just a yes. few minutes. Um, before we do that, uh, I guess I can just say I'm I'm here mentally. Uh, no, you're is, not. not men- mentally is the wrong word. Physically. Physically. <laughs> uh, it is September 15th, 2020, in the year of our apocalypse. The smoke is still here in Portland. And, you know, that's just where we're at. We we have found out we have a delay in the rain. The rain really, that was so, supposed to come has uh, not Yeah, come. so it's going to be like a few more days or something like that, at least, of, of this. Uh, by the way, the rest of the country is getting our smoke now. Our smoke is now in the skies of New York City. The smoke from... A, the whole West Coast fires, but including Oregon smoke. Weird. Yeah, there's a satellite imagery of it. It's spreading over the entire United States. That's how much smoke is coming up from the West Coast. 
like that you wow. all wherever you're listening will probably see it it's going to be high up it's not going to be low on the ground like like we have it here but like their sunsets and their uh when they look at the moon or whatever it's going to have like a, a hue to it because of the smoke from everything that's burning here i will say yesterday i saw the sky for the first time it was thin like the smoke was thin enough at a particular point where i actually saw some blue sky and some really like, clouds yep that's pretty cool. It was pretty neat. It was amazing. And like the people I was with, which we'll talk about here in a little bit, but um, like everyone's like, we're just like, sky, sky. Like, and then it's like the most ridiculous thing to yeah. be yelling. Well, because that's a big deal. Yeah. Because you can be see, see the, the sky, blue yeah. and like see some of the clouds like way, 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 way off in the distance. Wow. You yeah. saw a cloud? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It was, this is where we're at. What what year of our day of our apocalypse is it, Greg? Oh, I don't know. The day. It's September 15th, 2020. That's okay. It's Tuesday. At. Yes, Tuesday, yes. September 15th, 2020. All uh, right. Where we are excited about seeing the sky. Yeah. That's, that's where we're that's at. That's where point. we're at right now. <laughs> I have yet to see it. I mean, I've been in a basement. I'm looking out now. All I see is orange. Um, it still surprises there, me but, every uh, time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, whenever I'm like, oh, yeah, that's still happening. Yeah, the smoke's getting into my basement, too. So there's just a nice little Perfect. tinge of that every day when I yeah, go down I there too to go to work. I love having my eyes completely watering and coughing. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Yeah, 100%. Have you been sleeping anyway. okay? Uh, I don't know what's okay. I don't I know because sleep. I was looking at somebody posting about this and they're like, like having a hard time sleeping because it's like, they think it's like nature's like your fight or flight instinct inside of you where it's like, uh, unsafe. I don't know. Is there any like scientific data to that? Is that just a Facebook? I doctor? All I know is that I woke up at two o'clock in the morning, couldn't fall back asleep until like, I mean, I'm not going to say that's not a thing, but it sounds like a Facebook, sounds like a Facebook doctor thing. Oh, it was just, it was interesting because, and then I, all I've been having is just nightmares last night. I was being hunted on a cruise ship. Oh, well, that's yeah. good. So that was super fun. Okay. It was super relaxing. When I finally fell asleep, that was all that happened. And then woke up. I'm like, great. There you go. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's see. Greg didn't sleep well even before the pandemic. Yeah, that's entirely true. So, uh, yeah, that's why I'm, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what is sleep? What is sleep? Um, <laughs> sounds lovely. But uh, let's, let's do this. Let's go ahead and bring on uh, Rick Emerson here because I want to talk about what this is that's actually happening um, or what, what happened with you? Yeah, I feel it's not like happening. It happened. Yeah, I think, happened. I think this has happened to a lot of people and I don't quite know what I should do with it. Yeah, how you could handle it. Because <laughs> yes. I only know just that that little part of it. But we're going to, um, we'll do this. Yeah, we'll get Rick on here and we'll uh, we'll get his thoughts, his thoughts and opinions, um, his thoughts and prayers on the situation. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, all right. Also, can so I we'll give an update for break. my latest cut that I have? Uh, sure. Yeah, it's yesterday was gross, but okay. It's not gross. Eh, I'm just yeah, saying how like I can't gross. get through a day. Yesterday I was trying to cut my bangs and I was holding them like this. Totally sliced my finger open. Uh, you sliced your finger open? Yes, by holding my bangs because I was trying to trim them. So, ah, that was super exciting. Nice. Well, sorry about that. Um, Thanks for your concern. That's well. No, that that sounds like it sucks. Are you okay? Did Thank you have you, to Greg. go get uh, medical? Just needed a few stitches. It, it was fine. You did not have to. I know. <laughs> All right, um, we're going to do this. We'll uh, get uh, Rick on here, and we'll be right back with more Fun Employment Radio. Take up. Mustn't. Mustn't. No. Mustn't. Mustn't. I don't know why I started doing that. I think it's <laughs> I think it's from Bridget Jones's diary. <gasps> yes. See, I was thinking of it from, uh, well, I don't want to spoil anything, but there's a Stephen King book. In The Shining, there's that, too. He says that in The Shining. Oh, he does. I wasn't even thinking of well, that. Well, that's a, um, a, a AA thing. Can't. Must. Oh, is it? Yeah, isn't that? It's like Oh, those... that's right. It's in The Outsider. Yes. Yeah, and it's also in... Um... Yeah, that's The Outsider. It was in The Outsider. That's the one I was thinking of. And then also, what was the one with... Yeah, in Doctor Sleep. 
Oh, he said what? I don't know. It it's like uh, you know, but I I can't. I must, but I can't. Or it's some it's some like. Huh. It's also a Marvel Comics thing. Stop licking my elbow. Um, there was this whole thing in Marvel Comics, like during the. I've become such a big dork. I don't even. I can't even. I can't even believe what a gigantic nerd I am sometimes. Um, Welcoming to the show, Rick Emerson. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best intro ever. <laughs> I just, you know, I, like, I, I, here's here's what, okay, would you, seriously, would you stop? Um, Rick is talking to his little I don't even dogs. know what I was talking about. Uh, here's the thing, like, I don't even, I don't even read comic books. Like, I'm not, I, I don't really care if anybody, it's not, I'm not, I have no issue with them. It's just not my deal. And yet, even though I don't really read comic books, like there's this book called um, uh, uh, Marvel Comics: The Hidden History by Sean Howe, which is like the sort of definitive history of Marvel Comics, which I've read like 15 times. I don't own a single comic book. I've never owned a single Marvel comic book to my really? knowledge, and yet I could tell you all about what happened during the Jim Shooter era of Marvel Comics when he started insisting. He, anyway, the, this is a long <laughs> way of saying that there was this whole period in Marvel Comics where he started insisting that every issue had to have what he called a can't must moment where, you know, Spider-Man was like, I can't kill, but I must because Mephisto has my soul or whatever. And it's like, and so he would like send it back to have that inserted into the comic. If it wasn't there, there'd be some moment where like Captain Marvel had to be, I can't steal, but I must steal. <laughs> and so now it's just anyway. So that's one of the many hyperlinks that happens in my head whenever anybody says must or can't. Weird. Yeah, I That's didn't know that. That's interesting. Like, I, I did read more. I read, like, well, not necessarily just Which Marvel, ones are the Marvel read, ones? That's that's all the Marvel's like movies. the Avengers and all okay, that Okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, DC is Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, all of that. Um, I read a bunch of them when I was a kid, but I didn't really carry it through. But then when it comes to the Marvel movies, I love them. Like, I'll watch every single one of them when they come out. Um, but yeah, I don't, I, I didn't get that into the eras of the actual comics. I probably would love it if I went back through and mm -hmm. did it. But I think that's interesting. You didn't read the comics. You just read about the production <laughs> of the comics. That's interesting. I think this is a part of a larger pathology in my brain because, I mean, I, I go through streaks of topics with, with – because I read mostly nonfiction, and I go through phases where I'll read every book I can find about a topic, even topics that themselves hold no interest for me. For example, I have a whole shelf of books about Nike – couldn't name a single player on the Blazers right now. Couldn't name a single, <laughs> I couldn't name a single, I couldn't name a single pro football player except for Colin Kaepernick who kind of doesn't count because he's not playing football. So <laughs> like I know, I know fuck all about sports. I can tell you everything there is to know about Nike. I mean, it's, huh. you know, so I, Your I have a Your brain is I, very interesting. That's a specific nerddom. I have two different books that tell the history of Procter and Gamble. Like, I mean, why do I need to know that much about a company that makes toothpaste? There's no reason for it. And yet I do. So anyway. but you've always been interested in stuff like this because you always, I think, wanted to figure out how things work and why they work the way that they do and why they're so I guess that's my thing is I just I get the behind the scenes of almost anything is always that's almost always more interesting than the thing itself. Like the, uh, you know, the how did this thing, whatever it is, come to be or what like, you know, what led up to this thing's existence? Like that's always more fascinating to me than whatever the actual object is. So I guess that does. I never thought about that, but I guess that makes sense. All right. What is the what is the book that you've uh, appreciated the most? Because I'm looking for something new to read. Like what was the most interesting, like behind the scenes story that you've read about any random product or company? Um, uh, and then not so distant, or even like the Procter and Gamble one, or whatever. Like, what, which one would you recommend? 
I don't know. There's all this pressure now. Um, <laughs> I don't. Um, I'm sorry. I'm just laughing again because this is like I know this is like Groundhog Day, but now like Idiot Willard is just like busy fluffing a thing that can't be fluffed anymore, and oh, he's just yes. you know <laughs> at some point like a switch closes in his head and he's like done. Now I can go to sleep. There are no snakes in this pillow. Okay, can we Which, just take for a second to note like how wonderful dogs are during this particular? I mean, they're wonderful all the time, but to have a dog to hang out with is like the greatest thing, is it not? And little on two. It and I, 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 these conversations are always a little perilous to me, especially with every passing year. Because with every, you guys know this, with every year, it's like the number of people I know who don't have kids shrinks, mm-hmm. and it's real easy to wander off into dick mode where I'm just like, you yeah. know, I'm glad I don't have kids because or whatever. But I mean, and I know that people with, I know parents love it when you compare dogs to to children, <laughs> um, but it, but it is like the sweet spot in that like. Dogs are like having a permanent toddler around where, you know, like they're, you know, they're kind of kind of comforting and you're the center of their universe and they stare at you adoringly. But also you can kind of just ignore them for long stretches of time and they'll take care of themselves, which I don't think works out well with toddlers. That's yeah. that's correct. I don't think that would. I haven't read of a good story of that happening. Yeah, no. That's true. Where they fend for themselves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Turn them loose. Get a job. No, I will say like I appreciate uh, I, I do appreciate uh, your fluffies being a part of the show whenever you're on because it. No, it's, I mean, I, I, I think a lot of people are really, um, in fact, I just the other day, there was like a thing on, I don't know, on Reddit or something where somebody, it's one of those things. It was like, I don't like George Carlin said this thing one time. He said that, you know, he said that, um, he said that dogs, he said, when you look in the eyes of a dog, he said, you kind of see both ends of the emotional spectrum at once, because, you know, if you look in the eyes of a dog, he's like, he's like in a weird way, like, a dog's eyes, there's like all the pain in the world somehow in their eyes because they always seem poignant and sort of, you know, like I just, they always seem sort of sad in a weird way. And yet at the same time, they're just mindlessly happy. And so, (laughs) but somebody posted a thing on Reddit and it was just like, and it was said something like dogs are the best people or whatever. And it was just a slideshow. I had to stop because there was nothing really even sad. It was just a slideshow of like dogs hanging out with people sometimes during adverse circumstances. So it was like a guy, you know, sleeping on the floor of an airport and there was like a dog sleeping with him. And then there was, you know, then there was the obligatory photo of like a dog that dog that like fucking wouldn't like leave his owner's grave or some oh shit. And God, I was just like, I can't handle yeah, those those. Ones are... no. which is like, and really there's nothing in a weird way. There's nothing bad about that. And yet it's, and yet it's the worst thing in the world. And oh, yet yeah. it and so, rips your fucking soul out. Yeah. The ones, yeah, I, anyway. the ones that will get me every single time are like the soldiers coming home and their dog sees them for the first time two years. Honestly, some of the kid ones will do that too. And I am not a kid person. I'll be like, oh, well, that's neat. You know, they haven't seen their dad. It's not like you hate children. It's just like whatever. Um, But but yeah, but the dog ones like they're my favorite one is the astronaut uh, Christina Cook. When she gets back from the space station and she walks up and her dog sees her through the door for the first time in like a year and a half or however long she was up there. And the dog's like spinning around. And like, I'm like that one. I watched that like. 15 times. Oh, those yeah, are the videos I got back to. going to make a note to watch this later. Oh, yeah, it's... Cook. Yep. Yep. Spelled uh, <laughs> K-O-C-H. Yeah, it's... Um, it's it's so whenever good. it's... So I have like a little cat perch, uh, even though I don't have a cat, but it and it looks out one of my windows. And so it's usually Willer, but sometimes Philo will just sit up there and just, you know, stare out of the world mindlessly like he does. But also, whenever, somehow they know, I don't know if they can tell, like, the sound of my car or my keys jingling or something, 
But it's like when I get home, it's like I look up in the window and here's like this furry white face staring out the window. And then they just go berserk like as soon, you know, I mean, this is all well-traveled territory, but it's like they have, right. I mean, it's like the brain of a, the size of a pea. And so it's like you've been gone for 10 seconds. And I thought you were never coming home again. I'm so happy, you know, and it's just anyway. It, I don't it even melts know your heart. I love it. I love it. Every time I come to Greg's house and see the big ding dong, like Ollie, who's like 120 pounds, whenever he sees him, he's like, hi, hi, lady. How are you? It makes me so happy. <laughs> there's this dog, there's this dog that lives across the street that, so the woman uh, who owns him, she goes to work sometimes and she puts, she's like, a, it's like one of those, like a comb, but it's like an, it's like an inflatable, it's like a life ring, basically. It's like a, it's like an inflatable life preserver that it's, I guess it lets him play with toys and whatever, but doesn't let him like chew on his, you know, injury or whatever it is. And he sits and like looks out the window all day at the same, you know, like he, he sits there and stares out the window. And so I keep trying to structure, I've spent a disproportionate amount of time trying to figure out a way that I can get Willard to stare out the window while the other dog is staring out the window to see if then they have some, some sort of weird like communication, some sort of meeting of the whatever. Um, hey, this is just a total random thing, but yeah. did you guys ever see that movie? Uh, the, the, I always fuck this up. Is it? Rooney Mara or Mara Rooney? I think oh, it's Mara Rooney. Rooney, Rooney Mara. Is it, I thought it was Mara Rooney. I thought See? no. I think Rooney's her first name because her sister is the one in. Um, her sister's in. Why am I blanking? Now, is it House I'm, of Cards that her sister? Yes, in? House of Cards. Yeah, her sister's oh, okay. in House of Cards. Anyway, uh, so the Rooney Mara uh, Casey Affleck film, um, A Ghost Story. I never watched that because that just looked so sad. It's it's not. I mean. Just because there's a, I mean, I'm I'm going to spoil anything. Uh, there's a moment in a ghost story that is, that is is sort of similar to what I was just sort of talking about with the with the dog looking at the window. And it's, I I mean, I, I don't want to like hard sell it or whatever. It's a it's a really, I'm really glad I watched it. It's a really 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 well done, interesting movie. Um, it's I mean, it has its moments where it's poignant and whatever, but it's it, but it's not like. You know, it's it's like it's a life affirming. You know, it's a it's an interesting life affirming movie. It's sort of sad sometimes in the way that life is sad because it's spoiler. It's about a ghost, so somebody dies. Um, I will say, and I because anybody who's seen this movie knows what I'm talking about. There is a scene really early on, and it's nothing bad. It's nothing. It's a totally mundane, blasé, totally boring scene. But there's a scene early on that just goes on forever and ever and ever and fuck it to the point that you're going like am i being punked like is this the whole movie like am i being and it just seems like it's never gonna fucking end and i know that probably some people don't ever get past that scene because they're like fuck this i can't watch this anymore it's i mean it is again it's nothing bad it's like it's this isn't it but it's imagine a woman just like doing the dishes and watching that for like nine minutes there's a and it's it's there to sort of like set the tone for the film. And after that, everything picks up and gets a lot more interesting, but it's, it's there to sort of force you to like calm down and relax and to be like, you know, it's there. I, th I think it's there as like a, a, uh, as a sort of like, you know, it's a, um, like a what I'm looking cleanser. for. Like a test. Well, I, yeah. I think it's there as like a sort of like to, to as like a sorting device to be like, if you have a short attention span, this is your time to leave, you know, <laughs> and if, you know, um, but the rest of the movie, but then it picks up speed and it becomes really, really interesting. But there is a long scene early on that you will think, is the whole movie going to be like this? It's really not. But 
I didn't mean to get off out of this, but a ghost story, it was almost no one saw it, but it's really, really good. And it's really interesting. It's okay. It's hard to do <clears throat> some genres. You feel like there's just no way to do anything new. And it's like, well, how can I, you know, here's a movie about someone who dies and then their spirit is sort of wandering the earth because it's trapped in this, you know, how I've seen this a jillion times. Is there anything I can do with this genre that's new? And this is, it's an interesting take on it. And it's, I'm really glad that I that I saw it so okay I'm gonna put that I will watch that is it on Netflix do you know is it somewhere uh, on the internets and in some I'm sure it's out it somewhere. there somewhere yeah. yeah I don't know how to um, describe where anything is anymore it's like the this is again partially a generational thing but also just a technology thing where it's like when someone will say yeah hey, I was watching this show blah 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 and I always want to go like what where how cow <laughs> where find show me like I have right. no idea what to like for, for the longest time, I was telling people to watch. I know Greg has probably watched this. Um, the um, uh, the thirty for thirty, the five part OJ Simpson documentary. I have um, not watched the entire thing, actually. Uh, it's well. Anyway, I don't want to yeah. be like I'm overloading everybody with whatever. That was actually the thing I was going to lead with in this about recommendations because I'm watching it for the third time. It's um, I don't want to again. I don't want to be like. I know that I have a tendency to be like, everything is the best thing ever. And I think that's because... <laughs> what? And I think it's because there's so much to recommend that I think the only things I recommend at this point in my life are things that I feel are really worth the time. Because it's like, life is too short and there's too much good stuff to recommend something that's like a five out of 10. Um, I, I will just say that um, uh, I think it was Chuck Klosterman or somebody who called that ESP. He called the OJ documentary... Um, this is not the mini series that was on E uh, or whatever uh, on on or whatever the fuck the FX. Um, this is the documentary made in America. I think Chuck Klosterman said it was the single best thing that ESPN had ever had ever made, and I agree with that. It's it's it is maybe the best documentary of the last twenty years. But the point, wow. but the point is that for like, I mean, I'll say this: it's eight hours long, and. I wish it was twice as long. I mean, mm -hmm. I would I would have watched another eight hours of it without any problem. And I'm watching it for the third time. It's so fucking good. And I mean, the more that you think to yourself, what else is there to say about OJ? What else could you possibly fucking say? Like, I, I'm sick of hearing about OJ. There's nothing. The more you think that, the more you really need to watch the documentary because it's, I mean, it, it, it just good? does it in a huh. brand new way that just blows your mind. But the point is that for the longest time, I was telling everybody it was on HBO because I just assumed it was on HBO <laughs> and apparently right, it was so on ESPN the whole time. There's, I mean, we've talked about the 30 for 30s before. So uh, I think you right, two but... together have, because you both appreciate them. I've yeah. never seen them. Oh, there's yeah. some, there's some great ones within that documentary series, but yeah, that's, uh, that is definitely one that I need to watch. Can I say something? Just completely random, too. Now that well, it is your random. show, and I've hijacked it already, so no, yes. No, not at her. all. This is just something that is <laughs> shocking to me. Um, and I, it popped up on Twitter right before the show. So this is something I didn't plan on talking about I don't today, even but know now what I have to. Yeah. Oh, God. One of the Hanson brothers, uh, Taylor Hanson. So he, he was one of them. I don't know which one. Taylor oh, Hanson. He's, he's uh, no, he's the, he's, he's the hot one. Yes. Yeah. He's, okay. the, he's the one that I kept thinking was like a like a 70s Breck model girl. Yeah. Yeah. Because there was like the old weird looking one. I mean, he's fine. I mean, not weird, but, you know, stranger yeah. looking. And then like the baby. The and then there was like the You're middle. thinking of Isaac. Isaac. Yes. He actually, I saw a picture of him not too long ago and he grew into his face. He did. Yes, mm. <laughs> he did. <laughs> Well, the news was this, and it was He's just... Not, wait, everyone thinks okay. No, though, right? nobody's dead. Okay, jeez. No, it's just um, 
this for some reason I follow E News on Twitter. I had no idea, but it just said Taylor Hansen and wife Natalie expecting baby number seven. Whoa! Seven. Well, he is from Oklahoma. He is. I guess I just I still seven? think of Hansen as not that old and uh, just as a band the whole group of them but yes seven kids that kid has that well guy has seven Uh, kids adult male i guess at this point how old is he uh i looked it up because he's he's 37 yeah because mbop came out what in like 98 99 something like that it came out yeah it was like 98 yep so i mean i you know what's weird about i think (laughs) about hansen his oldest kid is 17 years old Jesus. That's fucking weird. Like, he's probably older than he was during Hanson. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's <laughs> fucked up. I, Isn't it? I, that, is, that is totally I don't know why weird. why it That's bothers me so much. Like, it doesn't bother well, me. It's just strange. Because it's, because it's like an external reminder. It's like, you know what it is? It's like when you hear your voice. I mean, maybe this is different for, for, for folks in our, you know, line of work or whatever but it's like you know when you hear your voice on tape for the first time and you're like oh that's what i sound like right or you know when you see yourself on camera and you know you're like you're like oh i you know and it sort of looks different it's because it's an external marker it's like an objective marker of something that is subjective to you because time is subjective of course and you're like "Ah, i don't know that just seemed like didn't that just happen the other day and somebody's like no that was nine years ago bob and you're like whoa really and so this is like an external reminder of like hey time is passing and you're closer to death yeah (laughs) thanks rick (laughs) these are always the most uplifting episodes but yeah correct i mean you're right Anyway, do you guys do you guys get a lot of like email just saying like it's such a downer every time that guy's on all he does is talk about <laughs> death and being old and his bones falling apart. Oh, we all um, are. I think I think that we still are pretty optimistic, d- judging from the state of what the fuck is happening everywhere else. I think we're we're have the perfect amount of doom and gloom. Yeah, seriously. Mm. I I mean, you know what's what's weird is that okay. So this is what's weird is how people are reacting to this. I mean, that everybody's got their own sort of different mechanism, but it's. There is like a weird like gallows humor, I think, that has permeated a lot of people because so I went to get gas the other day and I just go to the gas station and literally so I get out of the car and it's just some dude. He doesn't know me. I don't know him. I get out and his his opening words are Morning, sir, how's the apocalypse treating you? Like, well, okay. That's that's no, but that's just his opening gambit. Yeah. Um so I'd oh, yeah. written this down to mention it. So he's like, How's the apocalypse treating you? And I was like, uh, well, fine, I guess. And so then he <laughs> This is like right as the fires are like raging out of control. So this is like what Monday, maybe or Tuesday. Mm. And um, so he opens with the apocalypse line and then he just says, have you ever heard of a thing called the Hanford nuclear facility? And before I even have a chance to answer, before I can even say, yes, I grew up right next oh, to it. Yeah. He goes, if that thing catches fire, we're fucked. And it's just, <laughs> and then he's like, and I'm just like, then I'm just letting him roll. Cause it's like, I have nothing to win. And so yeah. then he's like p- putting gas in my car. And he started talking like one of those guys that's in a horror movie that starts saying that it's a curse on that mine or whatever. He's putting gas in my car and he looks up at this and this is like early in the morning. So it's dark. And of course it's extra dark because of the fire. He's pumping gas and he looks up at the crows in the sky and he goes, a lot of crows. They can have this whole place. And then then he's just like, have a good day. So... I kind of oh, love this guy. That's amazing. Yeah, he was sort of awesome. <laughs> like, and he's doing that all day long to everybody that shows up. The, you know, I got to say, people who, who work at gas stations right now, in all seriousness, if they're not getting hazard pay, yeah. they, their union, if they have a union, and even if they don't, 
some fucking enterprising lawyer should get on this because they are breathing what is literally hazardous air. Mm -hmm. I mean, yep. it's like a literal hazard. And those, however bad anybody's job is, the guy who pumps your gas has a worse job than you do. And they are out there all day. First of all, COVID. Second of all, you know, they're dealing with fucking customers all day and it's just crap and they're getting paid low wages. And now they're breathing this fucking toxic soup all day. I, that's, I mean, I always try to tip the people who I was, pump gas. I was just yeah. going to ask you that, Rick, because because of you, I tip every single time I get gas. And, yeah, I, have, I you mean, told me that like 15, 20 job. years ago. Yeah, I, and I tip every time. Like I make sure I always have at least a buck on me. Yeah, I, I hope that they are getting a little hazard pain. If not, they really ought to be because this is the definition of an actual hazard. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. it's crazy what's going on right now. But <sighs> um, Sarah, you had something. Before oh, I did want forget, to. Yeah, there's yeah so why don't we just, we since we're just bouncing all over yeah, the place. Yeah, we're going all over the place. Because I think that everybody has a um, something to compare this to. So I got, uh, so yesterday... I went, and for the first time in like six months, I met up um, for a socially distant gathering for um, with a bunch of my old coworkers from when I was a cater waiter. Because, you know, I cater waited for mm -hmm. years. And I really like the people that I work with. The job fucking sucked. I hate it so much. I'm so glad I can say that now because I don't ever want to do it again. But, um, yeah, so, but the people I worked with are lovely. So I went and, and hung out with them. But one of my coworkers... Uh, so when I, you know, when we sat down, we're all sitting, you know, and catching up and she kept like commenting on how she had put on some weight and I couldn't, I couldn't tell. She still looked great. So I'm just like, yeah, no, I'm like, I can't tell. She's like, she's like, and look at you. She's like, you look so skinny. She's like, it's like, she's like, it's like, I took the 25 pounds on from you from the last time I saw you and put it on to me. Is that a compliment? So she's saying Wait, that so you she look was like you were 20. Was like say, she say took... one more time. She's saying, I know, let me see if I'm getting this right. So she basically looked at me and she's like, you look really good. She's like, God, you look a lot better than last time. It's like I took the 25 pounds from you the last time I saw you. Because she's saying that she gained uh, weight. So she's saying see? that you were 25 pounds heavier. Yes! And I wasn't. <laughs> and I know she's just trying to be nice. And I know her. I've known her for a long time. But she was basically insinuating that I was just like this big fat fuck, and she was like, <laughs> and she's like, so, you look so much better." I'm like, "What depression? I, I don't know." I think this is a thing that men, especially, have had to deal with for a long time. In the sense that, like, how do you say you look great, like, to a woman? It's because women get, get so much pressure about weight and appearance and whatever in a oh, way yeah. that guys don't, and so it's just like. I think I think men a long time ago learned that there's the best way is just to avoid that subject altogether. <laughs> oh yeah, you don't just, say anything. You just smile and kind of nod your head sort of gently and then move on to something else right away. It's like it's <sighs> it's and I it's and I don't know that this happens anymore but it's like the sort of, you know, if you've um you know, it's like the how old do you think I am? It's like there's no right answer to that, oh, never. you know, and how much you know, it's the, the, it's like trying to guess or the worst is if like you're a guy and you're trying to buy clothing for a woman who's not there. Oh, and, no, don't do that. And if you guess too small, you're fucked. If you guess too big, you're fucked. Like, there's no... Even if you guess correctly, you're probably fucked. There's no... Th I saw you do that, by the way, just now. That's Oh, yes, I know. <laughs> Stop it. Behind the scenes, um, Sarah just kissed the clock because it's 111. So, I mean, she meant it as a compliment, but it's hard not to feel like a, what, so I was enormous before? Seriously, and I haven't even had that. I mean, how, did, how did you respond? I was just like... Thank you. I didn't know what to say because I like getting a compliment because I don't see anybody anymore. And it's nice to be told that, you know, you look nice. Uh, and I haven't heard that in a while. So I'm like, all right, well, that's cool. But then I'm like, wait, what? So I tried not to think about it 
too much because I know that she genuinely intended for it to be a compliment. But I wanted to see if you if you guys had any like anything to compare that to where you can tell somebody's trying to be nice, but it turns out to kind of sound like the opposite. <laughs> well, and plus, I mean, plus the weird thing and seeing again, I myself am wading into this. I'm about to do the thing I'm saying guys shouldn't do because Uh-oh. I'm about to like, well, because. Hmm. Oh, yes. That means you have to say it if you if you're thinking that you shouldn't. Look, you're a great gal, Sarah, but uh, but it's just, you know, it's it's that thing of like where, I mean, I understand that's the sort of thing that at 2 a.m. you'll just turn it over in your head like, well, what the fuck did that, you know, and yeah. you can find all kinds of ways because what she's, the worst part about a statement like that, which I'm sure she meant as a compliment, is that she's saying, and I look so hideous and horrible and bloated. Kind of like you did last time I saw <laughs> right. you. That was I mean, exactly what yeah. I was thinking. I'm like, wait, but I wasn't running around saying how fat I looked. But like, but you're comparing yourself to me from yeah. what I looked like six months ago. Yeah. It was. But but it truly was, I'm sure, trying to be a compliment. I'm sure oh, she just was. threw out and by the way, I will is like a random number. I will and... say our cater waitering outfits were fucking hideous. Like I wore like giant baggy like black pants and dark blue like button up shirts. It was just they were terrible. They weren't flattering on anybody. Yeah. So I mean I don't know. The worst thing about a statement like that is if you're me at least, then it's like then you wonder, well, like, what am I currently like, how am I currently being visually or otherwise offensive now? And no one will tell me, but they'll tell me 10 years from now. If I, <laughs> Boy. If I fix it accidentally, because like, I don't even know what it is. Like, I have to accidentally solve something I'm doing now that's making me horrible. And then they'll point it out. They'll be like, you were doing that thing before that made you totally unappealing in every way. I'm uh, I know. I know yeah. what mine would be. I have my worry that I'm dressing too young. I always think that because I'm going to be Rick. I'm going to be fucking 40 next month. That's and like, not possible. I, I know. Right. And like today I was wearing I was um, like I went out for a meeting and I was wearing like my platform Doc Martens and like a, a dress and like a leopard print sweater. Like that's my concern. If like down the road, someone's going to be like, yeah, you were dressing like you were 25 and you were almost 40 and your hair is different colors and what's happening there. I think you oh. can make that work, though. I think you. Yeah, I, don't I think, think that's you can, yeah, I think that you can pull that off in a way that most people, men or, you know, women, I think that you can pull that off in a way most people can't just because you have an innate sense of like what works and what doesn't, you know, like you, in other words, like if you're if you're someone who doesn't really know how to put an outfit together or whatever, then that's going to get magnified as you get older. That's like an existing right. flaw that becomes bigger. Well, but you kind of know how to dress and you know, like you can look at a drawer full of random things and be like, these four things will go together. That's just a skill some people have. I don't have that, obviously, but you do. And so you will avoid the most obvious missteps. That is so now, nice of you to say, because I now I feel like I'm t- fucking trolling for compliments. No, now you're giving me a, me a complex, because now I'm like, that's not anything I ever worried about. Like, am I dressing too young? I, like, I don't think about that. Now I'm thinking about that. But how would you dress too young? You wear, like, T-shirts. I mean, I'm in my like and and like fancy TV button shows shirts. now. Yeah, but that's not what I normally wear. What do you think is dressing too young for you? I don't know. I mean, I wear like you know band shirts or shirts of places I've been, and I wear shorts and you know. I think about the band shirt like, thing sometimes because yeah, like I'm I've kind of fallen into this. I mean, as as well as has been discussed ad infinitum 
and and probably I mean I'll probably be you know at my at my wake or whatever this will be this will be a, you know rightfully a subject of discussion Sarah Sarah will be like and here's a photo of how he dressed when we first met oh, yeah. oh <gasps> I have that somewhere of that purple shirt that I I think I got to burn eventually oh I just point. I mean I dressed I was just I, it was like the world it was like a it was like a it was like a shitty Woolworths exploded all over me <laughs> um but I mean and so so she cured like the most egregious fault. She's just like, we're going to get rid of these 80 things. Um, but I also kind of transitioned into jeans and a black shirt because it's kind of hard to fuck that up. Yep. And, um, but every now and again, I'll put on a band shirt and I'm like, huh, I think this still, you know, what I've started to worry about is it, so I have worn since I was 15, probably if you'd see me at any point from 15 on, I have uh, a ring on each ring finger. And your bracelet. A watch and a bracelet. Always. That's just, I've, I started doing that 25 years. What? No. How the fuck old am I? 32 <laughs> years ago or whatever. Oh. Um, exactly. Um, oh, and, and I have, you know, most of my bracelets are just silver. They're just like silver bands of whatever thickness or whatever. I do have this one where it's like, it's, you know, I see it's like, it's got like silver, but then it's also got like some little leather sort of thong things around it or whatever. It's like some little leather straps. And occasionally I look down at that and I'm like, huh. And of course, if you're me, or I think if you're most men, you fabricate in your head an imaginary like 22 year old girl who's going, oh my God, do you see what that guy's wearing? That's or whatever. <laughs> it's, you know, I have this whole like train of thought in this imaginary person so I not only imagine the woman, I imagine this train of thought in her head about me. So it's both narcissistic and paranoid because <laughs> yeah. I'm imagining a woman solely so I can imagine her looking at me and going. Thinking Ew. about you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. So we're all kind of crazy is what, what it's coming down to. Yeah, I think so. I, uh, <laughs> I guess I can say this. So my brother and I had this conversation at one point where I, I told him I was like, I said, you know, people have like advanced directives where it's like, hey, if I'm on a ventilator, you have the right to like distract the doctor and kick the plug out or whatever. Right. Um, I told him I was like, it's like when I, and I, well, I'm beyond giving disclaimers, whatever. Um, I said, you know, if I hit a certain age and I suddenly start coming over to your house and wanting to talk to you about Jesus and the good book, <laughs> you know, whatever, like. You know, you have you have permission to like just take me out and just you know, that's you know, the time. either either give me a stern talking to or just you know take me out back and do what needs to be done. Like it's a it's an advance because everybody in my family seems to reach some age where they just become they go through like a five year period of being really really zealous about their religion. Huh. And so I have this advanced directive of like if I start you know if I start showing up at your house and handing you leaflets and inviting you to a church service you know, in a potluck, you can just, you know, that's the time that was back to terrifying. me and be like, Hey, you're doing this thing you warned me about. We should have one of those for clothing where it's like, you know, you have an advance. Oh, like, no. If you see me dressing like a tool, you have permission to pull me aside and be like, Hey, remember when you told me to tell you crap? No, you guys don't dress like tools. You're fine. No, or not now. Yeah. But that's true. Yeah. But what if, but how would I know? Now? How would you judge that's it? True. I mean, that would freak me the fuck out if Rick started spouting about Jesus. Like, I think that would that would trip <laughs> that me would out. Rest. Yeah, I don't think yeah, I'd be able weird. to handle that. But I think a lot of people, you know, reach a point in their life where suddenly that becomes. I think it's when you know death gets close enough that you can start making out its definable features. Yeah. And suddenly, you know, that's a. And so oh, I don't. That's I don't now. really. 
I, I do really worry about the fact that, you know, I will be like, you know, some walking around someday when I'm 68 and I'm wearing a thin Lizzie shirt or whatever. <laughs> and it's just, you know, and it's not like I'm going to dress totally for other people, but I also don't want to just, you know, you know, I just, I, you know, I, I really, I really don't want to be the guy who looks, you know, it's like everybody's had that uncle who gets divorced and then suddenly he shows up with a fake tan and like a really, you know, mm-hmm. like a really tight oh, yeah. shirt. And it's like, I don't want to be that guy. Well, just don't start tanning or get a convertible. No, fair enough. <laughs> oh, damn. Okay. Well, now I've like got having so many some things weird, that I'm paranoid like, about Yeah, now. you're yeah. having some like I'm like, I'm going to become all of right those now. things. Now no, but see, Greg, but see, working in front of a camera, though, it's good because A, you will stay plugged into, you know, not that you're always going to like try to like wear whatever the kids are wearing, but you'll have a good sense of like, you know, what is acceptable and what's not because things do go in and out of fashion. And plus, I have a sense that like, in their own gentle way, the people you work with might steer you away from things that are ill-advised. Oh, yeah, they already that. have. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, yes, very so. gently. Yeah. No, they definitely have <laughs> to some extent. Which, yeah. like, all right. I think I can listen I to the, I can listen to direction when it comes to that. I think the key is to find someone who's like 20 years older than you or 15 years older from you who kind of seems like they know what they're doing in the clothing department. And then as you age, keep an eye on them. So you can be like, all right, so uh, in 10 years, I should be trends. doing that. That's a good idea. That's actually not a terrible idea. Yeah, okay. All right, find someone you respect. Yeah. Fashion-wise. Fashion-wise. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right. I'll work on that. Well, you know, I'm not going to say I'm not paranoid after this show, but I was already paranoid, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, that's true. Well, if you're going to be paranoid, this is really the week to, you know, I mean. Might as that's well. That's true. Might, might as well go go all in on it. Yeah, at this point. Well, I'll oh, go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say, you know, what's really interesting is maybe I don't know that this is even a generational thing so much as it is just like a cultural thing, depending on what people are into. But what's been interesting is hearing what cultural reference people go to to describe like the, like the air outside this week or whatever. Um, oh. You know, when you wake up and it's just, you know, it's just a hellstorm out there because my first thing was like, I just thought of the mist. Um, I have yeah. lots of friends who are rewatching the mist. I'm like, why? I'm like, I can't know that movie broke me that ending. Uh uh-uh. uh. This seems yeah, I mean, like this would be the time, though, when that would happen. I mean, this is accurate. It is truly horrendous outside. Wait, have you rewatched it, Rick? No, I I don't wish to view that again. That's a, yeah. I, I watched. I saw that with you, didn't I, in the theater? Mm, I thought we did for a screening. So. I don't think so because I think the first time I saw it, I saw it at Cinetopia uh, okay. in, in Vancouver because I lost my shit because a woman in front of me answered her phone twice oh. not texted she answered her phone she's like yeah I'm in a movie no it's a it's called The Mist I think and it's like um, oh, but some people there's The Mist and then some people are like comparing they're like oh this is like playing Silent Hill uh, yeah, I've and seen then a lot, lot of people Silent are checking Hill out The Road references and a lot of Blade Runner Yes, Blade Runner. Yes, that's yeah. what I've seen like a lot of. There's a lot of it. Yeah, I don't think I could handle the mist right now. Ugh, me neither. Or ever, yep. All right. Well, on that note, um, <laughs> on the apocalypse, uh, we do have to wrap up here pretty soon. I've got to go. Uh, I know. Yeah, Greg I, has to go do a fancy we, meeting. If we can bring this full circle, I will just say that, uh, and this actually happened last week. When did we talk? Was it last Wednesday? Whenever it was? I Whenever we did the show. So, yeah, at some point, yeah. Um. The uh, my my echo device. This actually actually ties into this, this, this quick observation that ties into like three things we just said. My my echo device, Hector, literally <laughs> out of nowhere, unbidden. As I was like getting ready to go to bed, or I was waking up, or whatever, I was asking her to turn off the lights or turn on the lights or something, and she literally just said, "Would you like to hear some inspirational Bible verses?" <laughs> <laughs> so I think she knew that shit was gonna get bad soon. 
Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, the machines are already uprising. Yeah. They already know. We will comfort you, humans. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly it. Oh, God. All right. Well, that's just disturbing on a lot of levels. Thank you, Rick. Super (laughs) disturbing. All right. Um, I know we need to, we're going to wrap up, but Rick, I'm going to tell you one show. I don't know if you've watched it yet. Raised by Wolves. No, I haven't even heard of that. You should, you might want to check that one out. It's like, it's set in the future androids the basic premise is androids raising human children um but on like a far in the future so i'll leave it at that it's all it's all kinds of fucked up but it touches on a little bit of everything that we just talked about that's another interesting thing is like we're in this weird golden age where there's all this amazing stuff to watch and yet have you noticed that like it's all really fucked up and dark all of it this is fucked up and dark it is raised by wolves yeah so I should watch Raised by Wolves and then watch Christina Cook. Is that her name? Yes, Christina Cook. Yeah, look for that for Cleanse something the nice. palette, yes. Yeah. Okay. K-O-C-H. Yeah, it's, K-O-C-H. it's like a 15-second video, but it's a good one if you want to watch it. Well, I, I shall be watching that after the show. Awesome. Um, all right. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you, Rick. Rick thank you. And uh, send us an email, funemploymentradio.gmail.com. Give us a call, 535 We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Wow, you look bonkers. I'm totally bonkers right now, but I was playing to your music. That was good. Bye, Rick. Bye, Bye, Willard. Bye, Philo. Bye. Oh, duckies.